It's one thing to hear me talk about you having success and it's also something to hear from guest speakers that I bring in that are experts in this space. It's another thing to hear firsthand from somebody who has applied himself and done the training through courses online, not just mine but others, and uh, is having success, has had a lot of success with licensing his music. And that's what we're gonna talk about today with our guest. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to License Your Music and the License Your Music podcast, where I'm here to give you all the tools you need to license your music to film, TV, ads, trailers, video games, and more, so you can earn passive income and obtain creative freedom. I'm your host and founder, Jody Friedman. I'm a music supervisor for film, TV, and ads. I've licensed over 10,000 songs across all sorts of media. I've grossed over 1.75 million in license fees and over 500,000 in royalties. Thank you so much for joining me today. Everything I create at License Your Music is to teach you to do what I've done in a shorter amount of time so you can save all that frustration, all those years of trial and error that I went through. Uh, that's what I teach at License Your Music and that's the value I think I provide for you. So thank you so much for joining me. If you haven't been by the website, it's licenseyourmusic.com. I've got a quiz on there and it's gonna help you figure out where you're at in the licensing stage and the steps you need to take to get to the next stage in your career. So come by, take the quiz, it's completely free. It's on the website, licenseyourmusic.com. Thanks for joining us today. My guest today is Theo Seidman from Theo Sides Music. Theo is uh, one of our students. He's also an accomplished producer. He has found success with licensing his music and I've been watching him and studying his journey or observing his journey from afar and just I noticed he's doing all the right things and taking all the right steps. So I wanted to bring him on the show so that you guys could hear from a guest who is, has actually gone through this, has uh, gone through training, has taken courses online from others, not just my courses, but others like me, and has applied what he's learned. And not just that, Theo, he's got a, an outlook on it that uh, you'll learn about shortly in the episode. And it's the outlook that you need. It's what I teach in my Elevate philosophy. If you've ever heard, heard about that, it's about believing in yourself and how to overcome mental blocks and overcome obstacles that get in our way from achieving our goals in life. And I use this in everything I do in my life. And in particular in the music business where you're constantly being told no, you need to have a thick skin, you need to be okay with rejection. And having this philosophy will really help you do that. Theo Seidman of Theo Sides Music is a music producer based in Portland, Oregon. He's played drums and percussion on big and small stages around the world from massive cruise ships and music festivals to restaurants and corporate events. Theo's music has been in over 50 TV shows around the world, in promos on NBC, ABC, True TV, and Food Network, and even at a ride in Disneyland. Most recently, he was performing the Marimba in an international spot for LG, a huge brand. And his project, Marimba Pop, has accumulated over 2 million views on YouTube. Theo, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to have you. Yeah, thanks for being here. So Theo, you have uh, just, I've seen you grow throughout the years of knowing you. And I think we met maybe two or three years back. Um, you've taken all this training online through various sources, including my own. And I've seen you uh, really, it seems like you've really found your footing 
uh, over the past year. Is that fair to say? Like you're really starting to pick up steam and and get some placements. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think before before I met you, I was doing a lot of library music, a lot of just background stuff in you know reality shows, um, and I really wanted to kind of step up and um, kind of do bigger placements, like in films or promos, ads, um, and so that's kind of what I've been focusing on. And um, so yeah, that's and it's all coming to fruition now. So. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go back a bit before you said you were doing background music before. So let's actually go back to when you first decided that you wanted to start down the path of music licensing. Can you tell me about that moment when you first made that choice and what prompted your decision? Sure. So when I, when I first wanted to do music licensing, um, I, I kind of saw it as a really great opportunity to write the music I wanted to um write hip hop music kind of with friends that um just kind of let out my own creativity uh not be kind of stifled by um one person's way that they wanted some certain way to sound so um one of my friends who was who was in the industry kind of took me on and uh mentored me and um but also let me collaborate with him and, you know, split everything 50, 50. And that's kind of how I learned everything. And that was great to collaborate with someone. That's kind of how I learned to really create with, with a collaborator. Um, so the benefits for sure of, of music licensing is collaboration and kind of just getting to put your own creativity in, in everything. Was it all a creative choice? Were, were you ever, uh, what did you do before this? Or did you go to school for music that just set you down this licensing path? Yeah. So before licensing, I was, you know, I, I went to college for uh, percussion performance. So I was, I've been studying music since, since middle school um, and was also producing my own music with friends like hip hop beats and stuff like that. So um Actually, yeah, a lot of the licenses and what this library was asking for was a lot of hip hop. So I felt like, um, you know, before that I was doing a lot of orchestral and jazz and I wanted to get back into like doing hip hop and, and fun stuff. So um, it actually did allow me to like be, be more creative and kind of the music I wanted to make. Can you go back to that? that moment when you were starting out, maybe getting out of school. And I, I assume you started right out of school. Yeah. Or was it while you were there? Was it while you were in school that you got started doing this? Uh, no, it was after school. Um, it was once I moved to LA Okay. and um, my friend kind of showed me the world of music licensing. Um obviously because in LA there's the film industry, there's musicians. So it all kind of like works together and there's magic there. So um, that's kind of how I, how I first found the, you know, the music licensing world. What would you say were your biggest fears when you were just starting out in licensing? Um, biggest fear for sure is that I wasn't making any money because it takes a while for, for the, you know, the PRO 
to kind of get get all the cue sheets and you know get all your money coming in um so that was kind of a fear because we were making a lot of music and we were like okay well not really seeing it um and also a fear of you know you would send some songs in and they'd be like oh we like these but we don't like these so then it's kind of all mindset of like oh not taking it personally you know um and just saying okay they they just want these changes to the music it's not that i'm a bad producer or a bad musician it's they just want these different changes so then it works you know for the for the scene better um and taking all that feedback was really really helpful um to to improve so some solutions to that is really just i mean sounds like you were just patient having the patience and um you know because it does take a while and everybody goes through that uh for everybody watching it's not it's not uncommon it takes a while like any business when you're starting out it takes usually they say two years to determine if it's a real business give it at least a couple years how long did it take before you saw any any royalties or any license fees too probably a year um and then you know we would you know put all your songs in tune sat and you start to you start to see them pretty quick you know if you're with the right library and doing all the all the right pitching um but yeah it takes a year or so and even then you it's just getting started so you really it really does take a, another year few years to really see it all you know come together and I think I think what helps is also knowing other people in this industry that that will um will say hey like it's okay that this stuff takes time and like be patient and like just just keep going otherwise you have people being like uh you know why are you still making music for and you're not getting paid right away um they just don't know how the system works so um it helps to know the people people in the music licensing industry um, to just know those, you know, those insider tips. It's kind of like, I would liken it to um, investing in bonds in a way um, or, you know, low, low, low risk stocks or low risk mutual funds where you're playing, you're playing a market because you're playing the, you're banking on shows re-airing films, re-airing commercials, re-airing, and every time it airs, you know, you get a little payback, get a little payback. Mm -hmm. But first you have to put the money in the market. So first you have to actually put your music in the marketplace to start seeing some return. And the idea is to invest more and more and more. The more you invest of your music, the more returns you're getting for each thing, each time it airs around the world. Yeah, it's, de it's definitely an investment. And it's a it's a a front load like investment you do the you do the work on the front but in actuality you actually can get paid more for that time for that little bit of, of time that you made that song because you can get paid multiple times multiple shows multiple years yeah. you know so it it's yeah it's really nice and forever and forever like 2010s, 2020s, 2030s for the same song that you made back in 2002. So, yeah. Yeah. 
When did you take the time or to first learn the business and how did that change your perspective on licensing? Um, I first started learning about the business kind of when, when my friend kind of took me in to mentor me about, about the, the industry, um, specifically libraries. Um, and then doing that for a few years, wanting to, you know, level up to the, maybe some bigger, bigger songs with vocals and, you know, sync licenses, ads. Then I, then I definitely did a deep dive. Um, so I took your course and a couple other courses, um, and asked like people that were doing it, um, got professional feedback. And that's when, when I kind of started taking things a little more professionally and, um, started to see some bigger, bigger returns and, and placements. You took my, uh, my masterclass, correct? Yeah. <laughs> what would you say your biggest, your number one, if you had to pick one takeaway from the masterclass, what would that be? Hmm. How did that help you? Um, I really liked the elevate, um, your elevate philosophy and lifestyle. Um, cause it, it all really is about, you know, believing in yourself and personal motivation, kind of getting, getting through these bumps in the music licensing, like not making any money at first and patience and, um, so I think that was kind of the biggest takeaway um, from your from your master. You also took my How to Get Your Music Heard training, right? Do you remember that one? Yes, yes, I did. What would you say your biggest takeaway from the How to Get Your Music Heard training was, and how did that help you in your career? I would say um, the biggest takeaway from the from the how to get your music heard training was um, just how how to contact supervisors and how to how to find them um, not just supervisors but also you know sync agents how many placements are you getting a year um, a lot <laughs> yeah like lot, over yeah. 20 yeah i would say so and some are small and some are some are bigger you know um, nice yeah yeah so what's next for you and what's your, what's your goal now? What's the, what are you trying to reach now? And how, uh, how do you think you can get there? Um, the biggest thing I want to get is like an international ad. Um, and for me to get there, I think it's just, just keep writing the, the, the right music for, for that, for ads and to get it to the the agents, the sync agents that I know work for a lot of um, brands and that I have like good relationships with. Um, and I think half of it is just putting in the work and the time and and connecting it to the right people. So um, in due time, it'll happen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And since landing these placements, I mean, you know, looking back, right, you started by working, 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 wasn't getting any placements. And now you're 20 plus a year. 
it's got to be enjoyable. And uh, what do you think has changed for you? How has that changed you on a personal level? Um, yeah, getting all those placements, uh, it's changed me personally to just kind of believe in myself, believe in the work that I'm doing and um, also to have fun with collaborators, you know, just knowing that the music we make is, does have a lane for it. It's not just kind of getting lost in Spotify. It's, you know, it's going to be used by someone that, that can use it in a, in a great way. You've got the business confidence. You've got a, you've gone through a transformation. You've got this whole new, you know, from where you were to where you are now and a, a new self image of yourself. And it's just, you're competing on the next level. Thank you. Appreciate that. Congrats. It's, it's amazing to see. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, some of your favorite placements that you've had throughout the years? Yeah. Um, well, one of my, one of my first placements was kind of funny. Um, it was, it was a reality show about like a, like skiers on, you know, some, some resort and they were in a hot tub <laughs> and they were like, you know, wearing bathing suits. And it was just funny that that was my first placement. They were just like partying, <laughs> um, which is pretty standard, I guess. Um, um, a recent one that was really cool was, um, what was it? It was Grownish. Um, and they were talking about all the riots and uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, sorry, protests. And um, I thought that was really cool to, to kind of have a song about um, kind of a, something, something important happening now. Um, and then another really cool one was I played marimba in an ad for LG. And I actually played like the, it was like for their washer and dryers and their, their song, like once the dryer is done, like dun, 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 uh, they had me play that on marimba. Uh, and they had a bunch of other people play it um, and sing it. So I kind of like was in this ad playing this like drier song on marimba. So that was kind of cool. I saw that. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Very cool. Well, uh, Theo Seidman from Theo Sides Music. Thanks a lot for being here and taking the time with us. And uh, I hope you have a productive year. I know yeah, you will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for talking to me. If you're just tuning in, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from, or if you're watching with me here on YouTube, please leave us a comment below. Let us know what you thought about the show. If you have any questions, drop them below in the comments and we'll do our best to answer them in due time. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us today. If you haven't been by the site at licenseyourmusic.com, please come by. I've got a quiz you can take to tell you if you're ready to license your music and to help you figure out your licensing path and what stage of the journey you fit into. So come by, take the quiz. It's completely free. And um, I hope to see you around. Stay cool. Peace. Peace.